As I mentioned earlier, that Banyana Banyana Vice Captain Rafule Jane admitting that leaving the team's camp on the eve of the CAF African Women's Championship final against Nigeria in Ghana has left her with a bit of a heavy heart. Now, the star midfielder will miss the tournament on Saturday afternoon at the Accra Sports Stadium after her Australian club Canberra United exercised their right to recall her uh, from this tournament. Uh, it's said that I won't be in the final against Nigeria even though a part of me still wants to play but also a part of me still needs to go and live my other dream of which is playing pro football overseas it's not an easy task to be done but it's 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 the perk of being an athlete you know sometimes god places you in situations knowing what's best for you team i send my goodbye messages and inform them that i won't be available for the final but we've got quality players in the team, we've got what it takes to lift the trophy whether I'm here or not and also I thank the technical team for allowing me to live at this crucial point of the tournament if it was any other coach I don't think it was going to be easy for them to just say you can leave while the tournament is going to play a crucial um, match in the tournament which is the final but all that I need to say thank you to the team and thank you to everyone who gave me an opportunity to be here and also Canberra for allowing me to come and also participate in the Afcon tournament. All right, SABC sport journalist uh, standing by Velile Mbuli uh, joins me on the line. Welcome to hashtag MSW Velile. Could this have been avoided? Yes, Rob. Um, I think uh, this is really something that could have been avoided. Uh, but also, it will be interesting to hear what was the agreement uh, before between the FA and also the club. Um, but I think having covered the Kosafa Women's Champs in PE a um, few months ago, um, I was not expecting CC to, to, to be there um, for one good reason, um, that if she had just signed the deal, and also taking nothing away from the Kosafa Women's Champs. Um, I felt that maybe she would want to go and settle at, at a club and knowing that uh, the outcome was coming um, so that also you try and buy uh, some time from the club so that by the time you need her for uh, a more serious tournament, um, she would be available. And also, um, after the Kosafa Women's Champs, there was also... Uh, the two friend, international friendly matches away to Chile, and uh, she was also there. And I, I take, uh, I'm saying this knowing very well that a part of our success this year as Banyana Banyana in uh, realizing the dream of reaching our maiden uh, FIFA Women's World Cup uh, competition uh, has been through these um, regular uh, uh, camps that Banyana Banyana has been having, and this has helped. But a player like Sisi um, uh, who's been uh, one of the most important players in our team as a vice captain and captain on many occasions um, when um, Jalen van Vig was not there uh, was very important. But I, I really feel that um, this is something that the Safa technical division uh, should have built Delta uh, better with. Because I saw your tweet earlier on, and and I agreed with you fully that uh, sometimes you have to weigh up what is important, or, or maybe there was little confidence that Banyana would go this far. Yes, 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 Rob. Because you see, we are coming from uh, an era where, if you go back to the last uh, Alcon uh, in Cameroon two years ago, uh, we went there with most of our players 
playing for our local teams here in the social uh, league, in the provincial leagues. And uh, we hardly had these players um, who were playing um, for who were playing for overseas teams. I mean, you'll recall last year uh, when we won the Kosafa Women's Champions in Zimbabwe, uh, the captain, Jane Van Zeek, was not there uh, because she was playing for Houston Dash already at that time. You know, so and uh, and also when we played against uh, Cameroon, Cameroon had brought their C team uh, or B team, as they say, when we we beat them in the final because some of their players, their overseas players, couldn't honor these games. So now we are also paying the price of having um, these players playing for overseas teams and professional leagues. It's something that we don't have. Uh, here in in our country, and this is something that uh, we should embrace. And obviously, we are going to have this type of situation. So it becomes very important that uh, we think out of the box, and also we think ahead in terms of how do we deal uh, with this new challenge. Because okay, it's a new challenge for Banyana because previously they didn't have uh, players playing overseas. I mean, now you've got the trio of Janine, uh, Hatlana, and also uh, Linda, and then uh, on the other side you have. Um, Leandra was also playing in Lithuania, and now you also have CC as well. So it's it's important that uh, even technically we start to play at that level. And for me, it's been this frustration because I feel that with all the positives that we're having uh, there, the FA, but the technical side is really lacking. I'm going to ask you to stay and hold, uh, Velilo. I need to take a quick spot break. Here we come back. We're going to try and introduce as well uh, the CEO of the South African Football Association to join us in this very important conversation. It's important on many, many fronts. Hashtag NSW. All right, uh, the heartbreak of the Banyana, Banyana vice captain, Rafiulo Jane, is what we are talking about right now. Veli Lembuli uh, is the SABC senior sports journalist uh, joining us on the line. We're going to be joined in a second uh, by the CEO of the South African Football Association. And just from your reading of things here, she she knows her fate, though, and she has accepted it, uh, Velilia. Whether we like it or not, we would have wanted her to be in that final because of the significant role that she has played thus far, whether it was Kosafa, whether it was in Chile, whether it was here again on the continent uh, with the uh, Women's Africa Cup of Nations, etc. We, we would have wanted her to be here. Yes, Rob. You see, if you follow uh, the development of CC at international level and also how she came through the systems and um, how she also came through um, this halting future chance uh, project that has also even taken her uh, to Manchester and, and also just coming in just before we went to the London uh, 2012 uh, Olympics. So playing in the final, uh, playing in the final against Nigeria uh, would have been something. And also with the results that we've had against uh, the Super Falcons already, mm. uh, you know, and if you also look, look at the performance of the Super Falcons in the semi- semifinals um, against Cameroon, you can t- tell that, Ash, uh, we can still get something uh, from this Nigerian team. So it's, it's a huge disappointment um, not to, to to have a, a, for the, for this final. They w- but the way it is happening, uh, it makes one wonder if maybe was there a prior argument to say, well, look, if we secure uh, a qualification um, in the semis, 
um, show and go. But if we don't make it in the semis, and then we have to go to the third and fourth playoff, uh, maybe we'll have to hold on a bit. Because, remember, Banyana uh, Banyana, their first priority, uh, the main priority in this uh, outcome was to qualify for the World Cup, which is something that uh, they've done already. But I feel uh, if she had not been part of the Kosovo Women's Champions, Mm. Uh, and also maybe even against Chile, her club would have understood. Because I also understand where the club uh, point is coming from, Rob. Because yeah, because it's, it's a long time away, though, from a club, especially if you're the one that's paying her wages. Rob, between now and when she joined the club, which was two or three months ago, she spent more time with Banyana more than her club. Hmm. And Roda and Lousy, she's been acclimatizing and she's been playing more games um, that side. So I understand. I understand that. But I, I just feel this one uh, could have been handled better. And for un- unfortunately for me, I'm linking this to other matters around the technical uh, vision there at the FA, which also includes under 23. Uh, you know, and, and I'm glad that you're going to have the CEO because we've spoken about the issue of the under 23. Mm-hmm. And now we are faced with a situation where we are going to the next um, FIFA date uh, in March next year without a single camp for under 23, and we are going straight to an official qualifier against an Angolan team, and that has been preparing, that has got a coach. We don't have a coach, we don't have a camp. So these things affect the teams in the long run. All right, so while I've got you, Veli, let me introduce the Acting Chief Executive Officer of the South African Football Association, uh, Mr. Russell Paul. Good evening. Welcome to MSW. Uh, good evening to you, Rob, and good evening to the listeners. Yeah, could this have been avoided? That's the same question I asked Velile at the top. I'm aware you've said that there was an agreement between uh, the player as well as the club. They wanted her back after the group stages, but then you negotiated. Velile on the one side has an argument and says we should have limited her time in the camp with Banyana on the Chile trip and also within Kasafa. Yeah, I think I think one of the most disappointing things for us in South African football is that we are busy talking about negativity rather than celebrating the success of the team. Uh, these things come around once in a while for, for these ladies. They are massively successful in having qualified for the World Cup, yet we are detracting from their success by focusing on some small issues, uh, which in any event are easily explained. And you're right that um, we have been in, in discussions with, with her. She is young in a contract with the, the Australians. And we had discussions with her. The original idea was that uh, she would only be uh, available for the quarter, uh, for the group stage matches. Uh, the coach had explained to her the importance of this and uh, how important it is for her, for the country, for the team, for SAFA. And she understood. And we reached an agreement with her and the club that she would go back after we've qualified. That was the main objective, qualification. Uh, yes, it's nice to win the Africa Cup of Nations. That, we certainly want to do that. We're not saying that that is, is not important. But we also had to balance the issue with the player, the player's future. Um, Fifi is a a committed South African. She's a patriotic South African. Uh, There's nothing untoward about what has happened. We're trying to manage a relationship. We're trying to help her in her own career. So we don't understand where the the fuss is all about. And the argument about we should limit her time uh, during Chile or limit her time elsewhere... Those things are not necessarily relevant because it depends on the match that you have to play. So you might have not picked up a Chile, but they still have an important match or an important series of matches coming around at this stage. 
So it doesn't make any difference whether you limit the time during Chile, you limit the time during Kosafa, it made no difference. Okay, two things. Firstly, a, a quick correction uh, on what you said when you started the, the conversation, Russell, and that has to do with focusing on the negative as opposed to the success of the ladies. Uh, we had an hour's show yesterday. The hour was filled up. In fact, 55 minutes was about the ladies, their success. We chanted to Desiree Ellis all the way from Ghana. We spoke again to Janine van Veik, the captain. Uh, the likes of Benny McCarthy called in. The listeners were part and parcel of that. We dedicated the whole show to that. we not blinded in terms of their success. It's a historical one for club as well as for coach. So that, again, as I said, I just needed to quickly correct uh, that assertion that you put forward up front. And then secondly, the, the, the notion about trying to weigh it has more to do with the technical team, Russell, that you have within the national team. To say, okay, if a player who's newly signed at a high-level football nation within Australia... What is important for her? What is our objectives? Is our objectives to win Kosafa? Of course it is. But do we have a great balance without her? And then they make a decision. If we go to Chile so that it's time away from her club, is it important to have her there? Because it is honing the skills. It's trying to get the team together. If the answer is no, you know, the continental competition is more important, then you exclude her so that she spends a bit more time there. Then the club can be understanding to say, oh, you're in a final you know, please go ahead up until you lift that trophy. That is the thinking. It's, it's understood, but that's why I said to you, from a logical perspective, that's what you would assume. However, the series of matches that are leading up for the club is quite important at this stage, and it's quite important for her career. So we did balance those issues. All those aspects were taken into account. All these matters were discussed with the club. It's not necessarily just about time away from the club. I think you made the comment to Belilia about Yes, sometimes players are away from club, they're paying their salaries, etc. But in this case, it had to do with the importance of the matches that are taking place for that club over this period of time. And it wasn't a matter of forsaking country for club. It's a matter of trying to balance. Let me give you another example. Had we turned around and said to, to Fifi that, no, you can't go. Uh, it, it's impossible for you to go. And then tomorrow something happens at the club. What would the media be attacking us? What would the South African public... Safa has got no consideration for the player. All they were interested in is winning and not about the player's career. So we were almost on a hiding to nothing. We resolved an issue, which is a non-issue for us, with the player, with the club, with the coach, with everybody that was concerned. We, it was a non-issue. It's been made an issue by media. Is it made an issue by the media, Velil? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's just the media because uh, the media is also um, Rob, um, bringing up points that are out there. Because if you go to social media now, these are the issues um, that are being discussed. But where I really have a problem, uh, and I understand where the acting CEO is coming from, but for me, what I'm saying is this when we put it together, because uh, the, the technical team, they can say, no, they want CC for Kosafa and also for, for Chile. But I feel that there's supposed to be another advice from upper, um, in, in the upper sense to say, no, why don't we just leave this one and we'll leave there uh, for this main one. So this is the point. And, and also, 
as much as we are also excited and we're happy that we've qualified for the World Cup, but we cannot downplay um, playing in the final because in the last um, 18 years, Rob, this is only our third um, outcome final. We played against um, Equatorial Guinea in 2012, and we also lost to Nigeria, I think, um, it was in, uh, in, in, in 2000. So winning the Alcon is something that we've not done before. So th- that one is, is, is also e- equally important. But uh, I know that we are always the scapegoats also is the media. Uh, so I, I, I don't think I accept it when the CEO is saying this is something that is being thrown out of proportion by the media. Mm. The, the media's got to play its role though, Russell. And... Uh there's an angle to it. We we accept the role that Safa has played. And all we're saying is that there is a bigger acceptance of what could possibly have happened because you get players that refuse call-ups, that don't want to come and play for the national teams, and then they get branded X, Y, and Z. She wanted to come, but obviously with the obligation and the club realizing that she's been away for as long as she has, they needed her to come back. So you can try and balance it out it's, it's not a media issue. It's, a, it's an issue that calls for accountability. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, Rob. There's an assumption being made, and you have stated it now, and so did Lily, that it's time away. It's not just the time away. We've balanced that time away with them, with the club. It is the importance of these matches that they are playing now at this time. It doesn't matter about the fact that she was away for Chile. Those things had been discussed. The important issue... And this is not just came about during uh, the last couple of weeks in AFCON when we were preparing. It was a long time ago. And it never came up from a club perspective that, okay, you can have her for an extra two days if you take her and don't take her to uh, uh, Chile, or you don't take her for the Kassaba. Those never came into discussion. It wasn't a trade-off mm-hmm. from a timing perspective. It's a trade-off in terms of the importance of the matches at the stake. Let me give you an example. If you had a scenario... Uh, with uh, Coach Baxter, and there is a, a, and we had this before, when you've got a friendly match taking place, or some other qualifier that may take place, and he has a choice in terms of a player from uh, Sundowns, and are going to play in the final of uh, uh, Champions League, he had reached discussions, Mm. other coaches have reached those discussions, it's about the timing of the match, rather than the period being away. And we're making an assumption that's a period, and I'm telling you, it's nothing to do with the time that she's been away. Well, I, I, I guess we would have to call the we would have to call the club for that because it's it's unqualified uh, that we would have to do that. I'm I'm not chasing anybody away. I'll, I'll keep Velila and I'll keep you, Russell, if you got uh, some time. We've got somebody that's called Gloria Brown who's been there. Um, I believe she's also got an opinion on this. And then in two minutes, I want to take a quick break, and we can come back and discuss this because I do think it is important. Gloria, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you, Robert. Um, just a quick one and on a lighter note. How how much have the goalposts changed? Uh, we're looking at a scenario, and today we are talking about club versus country in women's football, something that has never, ever really been considered or worried about. So here we are today talking about the club versus country issue in women's football. Uh, congratulations to Banyana Banyana. I think we need to look forward and uh, probably say the technical team um, has the players that will continue to hold that flag and move forward. 
Rifilwe Jani is in a situation, and let's look at it hypothetically. What if she was injured? She'd possibly not be playing in the final. So we need to look at this and be positive about what we have, because sometimes they say one man's food is another man's poison. There's capable players that are left on that bench that can go in and fill in the space. But that is all I have to say for today. Love it. Thank you so much, uh, Gloria. I, I, I suppose, again, the notion here, both Valil and, and, and Russell on this one, is that at times, and you use the men's national team, for example, and, and that's the reason why we're trying to make sense of it, trying to uh, not milk it, but find ourselves around this topic, is that you find players who either rightfully or wrongfully, who did not want to come play for their national team, um, as we were told, would then be banned, as the notion would be. Sarero's just come back. we still got May Matlang. We don't really know what the story was uh, around him. So you got those issues. So I, I hear what Gloria's saying. She could have been injured. She would not play. But she isn't injured. She's 100% fully fit. But there is a technicality that has happened here. Could it have been avoided is what we're trying to get at. I don't know, Velile, maybe you want to quickly respond to what Gloria said and respond again to what I'm trying to say by trying to balance the scales here. Uh, this one is very interesting, Rob, um, because uh, the, the issue of club versus country is not something that uh, <laughs> we've been exposed to uh, in women's football before. Uh, but also we're paying the price of our success um, on the field of play, especially for women's football. Um, because if you compare to previous outcomes, uh, we've came off second best because most of our players, if not almost all of them, uh, they were playing here in local leagues, uh, in, the, in, in the local provincial league, um, which is not even semi-professional. Um, and you, you, you would find that uh, we're struggling, especially when it got to the last four um, against Nigeria, Ghana, um, and, and even Cameroon. And in the tournament, now we're paying that price. But what we we should be doing, in fact, uh, as you also refer to the issue of some of the Bafara players uh, who have also been banned previously. Uh, my understanding there is also that uh, no Bafara player can be banned uh, because only the the NEC, which is the council now, can take a decision um, that a Bafara player is banned, but not another employee. Uh, of, of the FA uh, in that case, which is what seems to, to have happened uh, previously uh, with Trent Serrero and also uh, May Mashango. Uh, so this this one of CC, I, I hold this different view. And I want to take it back to the point I was talking about, Rob, that whilst I believe that there are things that are improving in our FA and we're getting the results we need, especially uh, from the women's football side, but I'm still worried that uh, in the technical division, we don't have this strong structure that you you, you require, you know, uh, that you require at, 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 at this level. And for me, a big FA like ours uh, cannot be going, Rob, to an important under-23 assignment without a single camp, especially when the last... Um, under 20 official um, mm-hmm. assignment was last year uh, in, in, in the under 20 World Cup. Let me get you to pause on that thought. Gentlemen, we're going to come back and we're going to wrap on this issue straight after a quick break.
All right, let's uh, quickly wrap things up here. The acting uh, SAFA CEO, Mr. Russell Paul, as well as SABC senior sport journalist Veli Lembuli uh, on this issue. Just finally, Russell, I think you've heard the sides of the arguments uh, and I suppose, again, linked to it. Veli has raised the issue around the under-23s. No no coach, no camp, no uh, games before we meet the opposition. So there is a little bit of homework that has to be done. So it, it's out of concern. We want South Africa to do well. We want to clinch this AFCON tournament for women. And we want to go all the way to the World Cup and do as best as we can, like we want to do for the under-23s. Obviously, we agree. We agree 100%. And uh, some of the preparations are not ideal. Uh, Sometimes it's circumstantial. They're beyond our uh, control. Uh, We struggled uh, aggressively to try and get uh, suitable opponents to deal with the under-23 and put them into camp. Uh, That does not mean that we won't have a a particular camp uh, period with them uh, prior to uh, playing Angola. It's not ideal. As far as the coach is concerned, um, whilst we have not named a coach, we've been doing a number, uh, number of uh, uh, exercises in terms of uh, understanding what's happening with Angola. We've had people around looking at them. And uh, we will make an announcement of a coach very, very shortly. Uh, and hopefully it's the side of the year. Velile, happy with that answer? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure of, because uh, between now and March, there's no other uh, date available. Um, to to have a camp, uh, so it means that the only time we'll have a camp will be in the week of um, uh, the, 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 the qualifiers because the qualifiers have now been cut at the same time. In fact, in the, in, in the international week, but um, hopefully, um, whatever that, that they'll be coming up with uh, will, will work in, in the time. But what I was just saying to the acting CEO is that if there's one area uh, for me. Uh, that suffer needs to strengthen and to have this uh, strong FA that we would, li- would like to have uh, national teams that are thriving at international level and uh, is the technical decision. It's really lacking. Yeah. <laughs> Rob? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Russell. Yeah, I, I think there's always a room for improvement everywhere. Nobody's ever going to doubt that. Look at South Africa's track record if we're starting to question our technical ability. Uh, with the exception of Bafana Bafana, and, and we, we acknowledge that, uh, that we haven't been as successful as you want to be. But look at what we've been qualifying for. AFCONs, uh, World Cups, uh, Kasafa Finals at youth level, Banyana level. Uh, there has been so much success. That success has to be attributed to the efforts that Safa is putting down on the ground, on the field, with local coaches bringing those players through and from the ABC Mutsepe League, from the Saffle Women's League in terms of that, from the SAB League. Those are successes that are to be attributed to our technical department with the input that they have provided over there. So to say that uh, we are lacking in that sense and we're worried, obviously there's room for improvement. But the success is there for everybody to be seen, that our teams have been qualifying. The under-20s are now going to Niger. Uh, they're going to Kasafa again to defend their title, the under-20 men. They're going to Niger in February with the hope of reaching a top three position to qualify for back-to-back World Cups. When we did the, 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 um, the Olympic qualifications with the under-23 men and Banyana, we were one of, what, eight or nine countries in the world that only had their two teams, the only country on the continent that did that. So I think to, to cast a wide-sweeping thing that uh, uh, there's a worry about our technical aspects, etc., I think leads a lot to be desired. Our entire women's division of uh, football... It's all been coached by women. We probably meet and beat the FIFA 
requirements that your team should be 40% uh, technical staff great, uh, women. Mm. We're way beyond that if you go look at our technical staff and our women's national team. So... I, I, I hear you in terms of that again, Russell. And I suppose in support of what Velili is saying is that now the structures in certain areas are in place 100%. But in the same way that to Mr. Mkonza, it took him forever to become the coach while he was the caretaker coach in the women's team, had also a role to play with the media, literally saying, come on, association, do something. And the same thing happened. Verapau left. Desiree was there in an acting position. And we started asking the questions, why acting? Acting until when? Acting until she gets an Oscar. Because in football, you've got to be out there coaching and not acting. And then she was appointed to be the, the national team coach. And you look at her success now. So we can yeah. always look or criticize you know, the role that the media plays. But I'm also equally saying that the, the, the media, like you, Russell, wants the best for the national team. They, they want to see success, but they can also look objectively at loopholes where things are not going right and ask for accountability, which is what we're basically saying here. I agree with you 100% about the media having a role to play, and we don't deny that. We will be the first people to say uh, my attitude in any event is that negative media sometimes brings as much positivity as you want. But all we are saying from time to time is that when there is success, let's celebrate that success. Let's deal with that success on a football. Football seems to be in a world of its own when we deal with this. You don't see this kind of attitude being displayed towards rugby and cricket when this, this thing comes about. Nobody goes and questions them when they, when the All Blacks, when they beat the All Blacks. There was no debate around, oh, but why wasn't this guy selected and this guy didn't pitch up and that guy? Cricket goes around there. It happens. So there's none of that debate. So we welcome the debate around uh, uh, challenging us to be better. That's why, we've no got the room, that's why we've got the room dividers on a Tuesday because there's still a lot of wrongs. We might beat the All Blacks, but it doesn't mean that transformation-wise things are, are on par uh, with the objectives that were set about before. So you are a new broom in the new position I hope they give you that position as a full-time CEO so that I also keep my consistency and say, I don't want Russell Paul to be an acting CEO for as long as people like to act. So be the CEO, Mr. Russell Paul. Sweep clean, because a lot of what we argue or debating about had nothing to do with you, but had to do with the previous person who was sitting in that seat. So we will be out there in support of what you do. And we've got to put it out there that, yeah, it might have not fallen in terms of your desk. But right now, we have to surge forward. But we also have to look at things objectively, have open discussions and debates like we have now. Then somebody doesn't look around and say, ah, I'm not going to go to these people. They're too negative. Let's journey together. We celebrated yesterday. I can organize a podcast for you of the show yesterday if you missed it. And you'll tell exactly how celebratory it was because we understand we're part of a South African society and a culture that wants our teams to do well. Hence, we ask the questions. But I want to thank you so much, gentlemen. You've been a sport. I appreciate it. Thank you. Good night. All right, let's uh, take a quick reaction to that uh, leading us uh, to the top of the hour. 089-110-3377. It is uh, Metro FM as well as Radio 2000. Yeah, 97.2 to 100 FM and also 96.4 FM is Metro. Uh, you've heard the discussion. What do you make of it? 
So let's uh, take quick flash calls and then we head off to the news. And after uh, the news, we are going to have an important conversation with uh, Mamadou Gay, African football correspondent. Uh, something has happened within the continent which should, I don't know if it should worry all of us, uh, but a, a big decision will be taken about it tomorrow. So listen out to that uh, straight after the news. But also don't forget to join us down in Durban, Guamex lifestyle. That's going to be tomorrow for the very first time. Hashtag MSW will be leaving the studio, you know, except for when we were building up towards Nigeria as well as Bafana Bafana. But we are moving out of this province and heading off to KZN. And One Max Lifestyle is where we will be broadcasting our legend show tomorrow. So be part of it. Hey, don't say we didn't tell you. You've always asked, hey, when are you coming to this part of the world? Hey, this movement's going to go across the country. So this is the first of many to come. Kumalo is in Pinoni. Good evening. Roberto Formarao, how are you? I'm doing well. What's your reaction? Quick comments, man. Congratulations to Banyana, man. For the very first time, they made us proud as a country. We have to lift it up that. On that one, maybe they didn't arrange it on time. I can't blame staff. I can't blame the team, but... If the team feel like it's time for the players to go to their camp, they have to accept it, but they have to look forward. You've got other players. Mm. I understand the situation. So you believe that they'll still be able to go on and win it? Yes, Mr. Marawa, because we can't push it. I mean, it's an opportunity that does not come now and then mm. for a player to play overseas, especially in the women's league. You have to understand that. No, 100%. And that is why no one's questioning that. We're just questioning how it was done. You know, so obviously Safa will bring their side, will bring our side. And uh, you decide in the middle of it, you know, who's the one that is right or wrong. But we're just trying to do it so that we avoid such situations in future. Because the national team, Banyana, is getting better. It is improving. And it is starting to participate in more competitions uh, than we've had before. But thank you so much, Baba, for your view. Uh, Ulemi is in Newcastle. Good evening. Masrufoto, how are you? I am very, very strong, Lemi. What is I'm, your reaction to this? Uh, I think it's a milestone for the coach, you know, for Banyana Banyana's coach. You know, he has achieved what most coach would love to, to take a, a national team to the World Cup. Mm. I think really she has done very well. Uh, and we wish that Bafana Bafana could go all the way. Banyana, you mean? Banyana, banyana, <laughs> not bafana, banyana, banyana. Yeah, we all wish the same for the for the men, don't we? Yeah, it's just a slip of tongue, you know? No, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. It, it, that's why I'm saying that we would all love it to happen to the to the men's team as well. But, you know, these things, they happen like that. We wish them the best yeah. of luck. You know, they've, they've really been exemplary. Uh, they've shown yeah. true gut, grit, character. Uh, the coach has stuck to her guns and her decisions. Uh, whether she benches players and brings them on in the latter stages of the game, they've been able to follow what it is that she's directed. And she has been superb. And they've got our support. Make no mistake, Lemmy. Thank you so much. Really appreciate that call.